Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and Read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. So hundreds gathered last night at Floyd Bennett Field protesting a new possible migrant center. WABC Sid Rosenberg and Curtis Lewa were there, but apparently they almost did not even make it. Well, well. Wait a second, Roddy Bolly. Let me hear that music. You recognize that, Lou? That's the theme song for Mr. Magoo. And oh boy. Here was Lou last night. Wrong way, Lou Rafino. Hold on and say, where the hell is Justin Ellick? Get the hell in here. Come on. Get this right. See that? They mess it up. I can't believe it. Worked so hard and they mess it up. Go ahead. Hey, Curtis, it's Lou uh, with Sid. We're on Flatbush Avenue near uh, Floyd Bennett Field, but we don't know which place we're going into. Uh, please advise, call me back or call Sid at his number, which you probably have. All right, brother, thank you. Bye. Oh, so now I know why you delayed playing that, Lou. So Lou's like Mr. Magoo coming from the Irish Riviera last night. Over the Gil Hodges Bridge. And they're lost. It's very simple. It's Flatbush Avenue. You don't go down to the Belt Parkway or Toys R Us. By the way, there will be another rally tomorrow night, 5 o'clock at Toys R Us. You don't go to King's Plaza. Lou, I know this is insulting, and you tried Sabatucci. You tried to flip the disqualificator not to play the message you left for me on my smartphone. You got to play it again, Lou. Play it again. Hey, Curtis, it's Lou uh, with Sid. We're on Flatbush Avenue near uh, Floyd Bennett Field, but we don't know which place we're going into. Uh, please advise, call me back or call Sid at his number, which you probably have. All right, brother, thank you. Bye. And then here's Sid explaining it this morning. Now, the guy goes up and down Flatbush Avenue all the time. He's originally from Midwood. He's living in Marine Park. He's now in Bell Harbor. You go up and down on Flatbush Avenue, you pass Floyd Bennett Field like every day over the Gil Hodges Bridge. You know, you go west, it's the Irish Riviera, Breezy Point. You go east, it's Bell Harbor. Listen to what Sid had to say about how him and wrong way Lou Rufino got lost yesterday. You know, what's funny is, so me and Lou, we picked me up kind of early. So the rally was called for 7, but I wanted to get there about 6.30. So about 6.30, we make it over the bridge. And right when you get over the Gil Hodges Bridge... The field is right there, but the buildings where they're going to store these people with the tents are not right there necessarily. So we see a bunch of cops and a few people, and me and Lou roll down the window and go, 
hey, is this where the rally is? <laughs> and the cops looked at us like we were nuts. Like, what rally? Yeah. Well, that's the reason why you're here, buddy. It's right behind you. Yes, it's right behind you. <laughs> so we go further down the road, Flappish Avenue. We're looking at all the buildings, the camp, the aviation. And we come to the realization about 10 to 7, we probably passed it. Uh, so we tried to come back around to get to the field, and it was a mess. What he means was it was packed with people. So let me get this straight. Wrong way, Lou Rafino. You guys blow right past the entrance to the Gateway National Park, a.k.a. Floyd Benefield. You've passed it thousands of times, right? Ha! You're with MJ. You're with Sid Rosenberg. There's three of you in the car. Not one of you figured it out. You see all the cops there. You, you rarely see maybe one police officer from the uh, Federal Parks Police. There's 50 cops there, and they're all are ready to make arrests because they're just assuming if I'm coming, this is going to be arrest number 80. By the time I got there, I had to shake the hand of every cop, which I did. Sid did likewise, and I had to reassure the NYPD, I'm not getting arrested. Nobody's getting arrested. The National Parks Police, they had the state troopers out. They had ESU out. Uh, they had the Georgia Life out. They thought maybe we were going to bury ourselves in your vehicle, your Mr. McCoo vehicle, and not come out and block the roadway, Lou. They were prepared for the worst. You would have thought it was the summer of George Floyd with Black Lives Matter, a.k.a. now Big Large Mansions, and Antifa rioting, shooting, and looting. Had to reassure him. Not tonight. My 80th arrest, and you're all welcome to come. And join me in civil disobedience is when we storm Gracie Mansion on Sunday at 2 o'clock. And it's occupied Gracie Mansion because Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, partying in Israel as we speak. I'm going to give you an update on that. Uh, had already volunteered to utilize his backyard to house illegal aliens. In fact, when they have cultural events and the weather might be a bit inclement, to hedge their bet, they put up the big tent. The big tent is always there. It was there for Comrade Bill de Blasio uh, when they would be doing horticulture in the tent, you know, growing uh, hydroponically the Maui Waui and the Hindu Kush that he and Charlene would kick back on the porch at night and smoke right in front of Carl's Scherz Park, Pup Pup Pass. It was there for Bloomberg, although Bloomberg only came there for cultural events. He was too good to stay at Grace. You imagine, I have my townhouse with my waspy-looking girlfriend, because I always wanted to be a wasp. Why did I have to be born a Jew? Oh, yeah, come on. I know all about that. Come on, blow me. Naturally, for Rudy, for Dinkins, they've always had the tent, and it can house 250 illegal aliens. You put the cots in there. You let them go in and out of Gracie Mansion. There's the bathroom. There's showers. There's a kitchen. Naturally, Eric Adams demands you can only have vegan food, vegetarian food. But he's never there. He's never there. He never sleeps at Gracie Mansion. He claims, right, that there are ghosts there. That's why he doesn't stay there. Instead, he's over in Fort Lee at apartment 22H with his beard. Everybody knows that. And he goes up to the 90-story tower, the Trump Tower, across from the United Nations at United Nations uh, Plaza and hangs out with Sweet Cheeks, Johnny Petrosian, a convicted felon. God only knows what they do in that condo to the break of dawn, but whatever. He's never at Gracie Mansion. So it's going to be Occupy Gracie Mansion. Be there at about 1 o'clock. We're going to... Uh, 
Occupy Gracie Mansion, starting at 2. If you want to get arrested with me, it'll be my 80th. For some of you, you may be virgins when it comes to nonviolent civil disobedience as as uh, perfected by Mahatma Gandhi. Remember, what did Eric Adams say he was? Mayor Gandhi, right? So we're going to give him a little Gandhi. That fake, phony, fraudulent, fugazi hypocrite. And the people who are now haters of Eric Adams the most are his own peeps. Last night, he couldn't be there. I think he was in Bed-Stuy, Do or Die, or Brownsville, Never Ran, Never Will. This great guy on TikTok, uh, Sid wants to get him on the air. If you're listening out there, Sid wants you in studio. Because he did a great TikTok post. It's got about 70,000 hits. I'm going to put it on uh, my TikTok. Uh, We've had about a million hits this past week. I have about 150,000 followers. But I want you to listen to him because he really represents the sentiments of the brothers and sisters here in New York City who feel that they've been forsaken by the guy that they elected mayor. Again, I can't repeat it enough. In the ranked choice voting in the Democratic primary, which was neck and neck, the last three standing was Maya Wiley, the choice of AOC, all our crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the Socialists of America. Then it was Kathy Garcia. She was the favorite of the New York Times. All of the liberals uh, love Kathy Garcia. People who came out to elect to Eric Adams to be winner of a very close Democratic primary were African-Americans, overwhelmingly. So listen to the brother kick knowledge. He says it right in uh, the lens of his TikTok. And boy, once you have this, you need to blast it out to everybody. I ain't going to lie. New York City, we should have voted for Curtis Sliwa. Real Because we got homeless here in, in New York City, sleeping on park benches. We got the opioid epidemic out here. You know what I'm saying? We got gang violence, black on black crime going crazy in the city. Ain't got no job opportunities, no factories here in America helping people build, none of that shit, right? Like, so, <clears throat> you mean to tell me we got a black man, right, that's fighting for people's rights, other people's rights, who ain't even from this country, and we over here starving and dying in the streets over here. Something wrong with that. Then, then I guess them crackers done put pressure on his ass, because now... He talking that, oh, you got, we don't have enough room and 60 days in the shelter. Man, Adams, wasn't you the one saying that we got to help? It's American to help everybody? When America don't even help Americans. Oh, the TikTok guy was, I mean, spot on. And you notice how he called white people crackers. Can I I hear uh, Lou right now? When Eric Adams called his colleagues in the police department, by the way, he was a house mouse. For 22 years, he called them crackers and talked about how he kicked their ass. I got to tell you, man, and you elected this guy. If if when I was running against him, I had inadvertently dropped the N-bomb, that would have been over. I would have had to move to Mauritania. I would have had to move to Madagascar. I mean, I would have been persona non grata. This guy, after the campaign, after I had lost to Eric Adams, this cut surfaced, and let me tell you something. This is what Eric Adams was known for for years. He, the house mouse, he would go in the precinct. He made uh, his white uh, shirt through civil service testing. He was a good test taker, but not a proactive cop. This is what he would tell 
the brothers all the time in the streets. Every day in the police department, I kicked those crackers ass, man. I was unbelievable. And what, what, what happened to him? Stupid white people voted for him, right? <laughs> and then I play the cut over and over again. When he was first sworn into office in the state Senate, his very first elected office, state senator representing Crown Heights and Bedside do or die. He's up there in the bully pulpit. It's a packed uh, house of all the crooked elected officials in the assembly and state Senate, Democrat and Republicans. You got the media there. You got, of course, the lobbyists. They, they got the best seats because they wine, dine, and pocket line these crooked elected officials. And you had family and friends. And this is what he, the very first words out of his life. This is his mantra. This is what he lives by. If there ain't no money in it, it ain't going to happen. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. And by the way, finally, the attorney general of the state of New York may be prosecuting somebody other than Donald Trump, Trump's family, Trump's companies, because she is obsessed with that, won't do anything else. But she now has launched a full-scale investigation into DocGo. We told you that was the Friends of Eric Adams' company. He gave them a $432 million no-bid contract. No-bid contract. They never did migrant work before. They never put up tents. They never transported migrants. They did none of that work whatsoever. They were his friends. He attended their annual convention. He said they were the best company in the world, my friends for life. And he rewarded them with a $432 million no-bid contract. And they're having complaints about them everywhere. Outside of Buffalo and Chictawaga, Daco is persona non grata by the Erie County Democratic Executive who welcomed the illegal aliens because he was going to get kickbacks. It's New York City that pays for them no matter where they go in the state. And he's more than happy to take uh, illegal aliens in Chictawaga, Tonawanda, all outside of Buffalo because he gets kickbacks on every head. But it was much too much to bear when all of a sudden, back-to-back, belly-to-belly, first you had an illegal alien from uh, Venezuela who raped a female employee of one Super 8. And then the very next night, somebody from the Congo, an illegal alien, raped another woman who was behind the counter at a different Super 8 on the other side of Chictawaga. Finally, the Erie County Democratic County Executive said, no, Eric Adams. You ain't sending no more. Nobody's vetting them. What the hell's up with this company, Daco? And complaints up in Rotterdam, same complaints in Albany, complaints at the Roosevelt Hotel. And remember, what is the battle cry of Eric Adams? The only people that he becomes political allies with, the only ones he does business with, with no bid contracts. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. And then yesterday, Sid Rosenberg tried his best. He tried the friends of Poly Prep Day School. Oh, what kind of a man goes to Poly Prep Day School, right? Well, his two best friends are Arthur Idella and Takapina, or as I call him, Tapioca Head. They made their bones uh, representing mobsters choking on their lobsters to pay back their mob scholarship because that's how they got into Poly Prep Day School. So Sid asked Arthur Idala a simple question. 
On behalf of all the residents of Marine Park, Flatbush, of that area in and around Kings Plaza and Toys R Us. By the way, there will be a rally tomorrow night, Thursday night, 5 o'clock. Super spectacular surprise there. Sid will be there on one end. I'll be on the other end. Hopefully you all attend. We got to come out in mass. But all that area of Brooklyn. And then also, of of course, the Irish Riviera. So you would have thought that Arthur Idala would have come to the rescue. I mean, I guess he has only time for <laughs> Harvey Weinstein and Giselle Maxwell. Oh, my God. How could this guy even look at himself in the mirror? But anyway, and so this is what he told Sid Rosenberg, because we said we need a lawyer or lawyers to file for a temporary restraining order to prevent the feds from giving over the lands to Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, and Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, to house what suddenly, by the time we became our, began our rally last night at 7 o'clock, 2,500 single able-bodied men with nowhere to go, nothing to do, suddenly became 7,500 single able-bodied men who probably wanted to go right across the Gil Hodges Bridge to that magnificent boardwalk and beach and prove to some of the young ladies that they were not suffering from erectile dysfunction. Listen to how Artie Idala just dropped the ball. Anthony Arena is is correct. Um, however, federal property, they can say whatever they want on it. They can say we're going to, you know, put a federal prison on it. They can say whatever they want. It's their property. That's bull feathers, and Arthur Idala knew that. Now, if we had offered him, uh, Lou, $100,000 in cash, he would have come up with four different plans to get uh, an order to cease and desist in federal court so that it could be studied first by a federal judge. He wouldn't even lift a finger. For Harvey Weinstein, the rapist, everything. For Giselle Maxwell, the procurer, the rapist herself, everything. Why? Because they pay him. And he wouldn't do this pro se. Come on out Thursday night, rain, snow, sleet, or shine, to the Toys R Us parking lot. Looks like uh, he got hit by incoming Scud missiles, you know, from uh, Russia. Place is devastated, graffiti everywhere. We're going to meet there. And I am going to introduce, with Sid, we'll be on both sides, the new legal team that is going to handle these proceedings. Pro se. We're going to raise their arms. And the guy who brought them to the table was John Tobacco from Staten Island, who came to our rally yesterday. You see, this is a citywide effort. This is not just a Staten Island effort, Queens effort, Brooklyn effort, Bronx effort, Manhattan effort. Sid and I heard everyone last night at the end of the rally, they say, what's the next step? We are going to be taking giant steps each, each, each day along the way. Because this is a war. Your politicians have forsaken you. Joanne Ariola, who said, oh, they'll never, they'll never put illegal aliens in Floyd Bennett Field or Fort Tilden. They are. And she's missing in action. And of course, oh, yeah. <laughs> Pfeiffer, fee Pfeiffer from Pfeiffer. Stacey Pfeiffer, the daughter of, uh, the FIFA who's been there in perpetuity, that crooked Queens County crook who stole the election from a great honorable man, Tom Sullivan. She actually went into Breezy Point to homeowners and said, don't you listen to Curtis and Sid. There's no way 
And Kathy Hochul, the governor, is going to be using Floyd Bennett Field or Fort Tilden to house illegal aliens. And notice, they've been missing in action since. Now, you want to believe that they were naive, that they didn't know? Of course they knew. Of course they knew. Because they got their beak in their trough. Their supporters are going to be online to get these ancillary contracts. Remember, you say no bid contract. I say, who's getting the kickback? You say no bid contracts. And we all say, hey, Stacy Amato Pfeiffer and Joanne Ariola, which one of your supporters are getting <laughs> the kickback contracts? Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and Reed. Check this out. This is the Rip and Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Reed. When all else fails and you're in the frying pan, all elected officials know what you got to do is go to Israel. Because if you're a Democrat, the Jews will forgive almost everything. I truly believe that if uh, an average Jewish guy walked into the ballot box and saw that uh, Farrakhan was a candidate, but he was a Democrat, Running against a Republican because uh, Jews always overwhelmingly vote Democrat no matter who is running. They might stop, stare, scratch their belly and wonder, hmm, what would Hashem think of this? And to all you Jews, what a shanda that you gathered around Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who just less than 30 years ago was sitting in the Nation of Islam mosque, right in the heart of Harlem, sitting with his very dear friend, Conrad Muhammad, virulent anti-Semite, and listening to the speeches of his hero, his mentor, a person that he followed politically, who endorsed him. That's right, Louis Farrakhan endorsed Eric Adams in his run to unseat Congressman Major Owens. Remember, remember Farrakhan back then? Remember in the 90s, there was Eric Adams, member of the police department, watching Farrakhan basically roast Jews. Verbally, of course, but if he could have put him in an oven, you know damn well he would have. Imagine he's sitting there with his very dear buddy, the anti-Semite, the leader of the Nation of Islam mosque there in Harlem. There's no doubting it. And listening to speeches like this. So my teacher said, brother, remember, every knock is a boost. So when they talk about Farrakhan, call me a hater. You know what they do? Call me an anti-Semite. Stop it. I'm anti-termite.
watching that, giggling with Conrad Muhammad at that time. And then, of course, you know, Eric Adams developed some of his best lines from his mentor at the time in the 90s, Schooly Louis Farrakhan of the Nation of Islam, like this one. All my haters on. become my waiters yes, when I sit down at the yes, table of success. Can I hear that again? All my haters become my waiters yes, when I sit down at the yes, table of success. That's like Farrakhan-esque, right? And then check this other hate-chew classic of Screwy Louis Farrakhan, when then Eric Adams, member of the police department, planning to run against Congressman Major Owens. Now you say Congressman Major Owens. Why would he want to run against Con- Congressman Major Owens? Because Congressman Major Owens denounced Louis Farrakhan. And so Eric Adams wanted to show his mentor, the guy he worshipped at the time, Screwy Louis Farrakhan, that he would seek vengeance against him. Even with statements like this. The satanic Jews that control everything and mostly everybody. If they are your enemy, then you must, must be somebody. And if they have not been able to move you off your square, there's a force field around you. So the force field around the con- congressional candidate Eric Adams in 1994 was that the Nation of Islam was going out and getting his required signatures. Oh, yeah. Members of the Fruit of Islam, who I call the Fruit of the Loom Boys, were collecting signatures on his behalf, and he was not denying it. He was using the Nation of Islam. But what he found out is that the nation Islam could put troops on the ground. They could get your signatures. But remember, that's not Eric Adams' calling card in his whole political life. Don't disconnect this moment. First time in New York City history, we have a hip-hop mayor. (laughs) Hip-hop mayor. Did I hear his uh, calling card, Lou? Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Props to Macedonian Phil. Uh, We have posted the picture that Macedonian Phil showed us, and I predicted this early in the week when I knew that Eric Adams was flying the coop to take a vacation in Israel to get wine, dine, and pocket line, the financial donations from people there who have dual uh, citizenships. A lot of uh, people who reside in New York part of the year reside in Tel Aviv or Jerusalem the other part of the year. So they're able to vote in our elections. They're able to contribute. He wanted their money. So you look at this picture. You see what every politician has done. They go to the Wailing Wall, the Western Wall. They put on the Yarmulke. They then look at the wall. They touch the wall. Then, actually, Eric Adams, because he's the Biden of Brooklyn, tells a lie and says, you know, my mother would have been so proud of me. She always wanted herself to go to the Western Wall and wanted to see the tomb of Jesus Christ in the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, although he didn't know where that was. So he stood there for the photo op, and then he wrote on the little piece of paper that you you put into the cracks. Hashem, if in fact you are the guy, because, you know, J.C. was talking to me 30 years ago. He told me that I would be mayor. 
on January 1st of uh, 2022. And recently I've decided that I want to be Mayor Gandhi. But if in fact Hashem of the Old Testament, you're the man. The little note said, make me president of the United States. Make me president of the United States. Look at my social networking. Curtis Lee on Facebook, Curtis Lee on Twitter, Curtis Lee on Instagram. And you will see exactly what it says. <laughs> it is absolutely incredible, ladies and gentlemen. You will see what it says. Because what Macedonia Phil was able to do was to zone in on his rest. So you will see Eric Adams at the Wailing Wall, the Western Wall. You will see him as uh, Macedonian Phil moved in on his wrist and what he was wearing on his wrist, which is incredible. Oh, man. And it says hustle. It says hustle on his wrist. And you know, can I hear that hip-hop mayor again? Because remember, before he's the mayor, he's the hip-hop mayor. Can I hear that? Can I hear that again, please, uh, Lou? I know you got it right there. <laughs> Don't disconnect this moment. First time in New York City history we have a hip-hop mayor. So you look at that bracelet on his wrist, and it says, Hustle. And remember, if you look at the Urban Dictionary, look at what the term hustle means, because remember, he's a hip-hop mayor, he's an urban mayor, to seek out and acquire sums of money, preferably large sums, often by unscrupulous means, or to prostitute oneself for monetary gain. And remember, his battle cry. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. The ladies and gentlemen, you can see for yourself, high five to Macedonian Phil from Bushwick. He spotted that. You can all spot that. Imagine he's wearing a bracelet at the Western Wall, at the Wailing Wall, that in very clear letters says hustle. Might as well put an R at the end of that hustler. Go to Curtis Lee on Facebook, Curtis Lee on Twitter, Curtis Lee on Instagram. Because he wants to hustle Jews for money. He wants to hustle us, the taxpayers. And he begged Hashem to send him to the White House. I think what we got to all collectively do is make Eric Adams, Swagger Man's dream come true, and send him to the big house in chains and shackles because he's ripped us off. He signed no-bid contracts for all these illegal aliens. And naturally, wherever there's a no-bid contract, there are kickbacks to friends of Eric Adams. Talking about this is the Riffin Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Follow me. Follow me.
follow me. Follow me, ladies and gentlemen. Because along the way, we will slay all of those political traitors, those Judases taking 30 pieces of silver, pretending that they represent you in this invasion of illegal aliens into our city, our state, our country. And we know that Papa Joe Chulo has signaled, come one, come all. Kathy Crime Wave Hochul has met with the federal officials now. She's admitted for months to arrange for locations that the feds will turn over, like we saw yesterday in Floyd Bennett Field, like we saw a week before Fort Fort Wadsworth, and obviously Eric Adams Swaggerman, who has flown the coop and is expected back uh, maybe by Friday to go fundraising in the Hamptons on Saturday. I mean, what a chutzpah. What coolions. And then hopefully he'll be back in time at Gracie Mansion with all that loot. Because what is the mode that he lives by? Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Because he loves crackers. He knows that their checks are not going to bounce. So he acts nice to crackers when he wants their money. But then he'll stab you in the back like he always does. Like he's doing to people who are black, white, Hispanic, Asian, all over our city, and even doing it uh, through other parts of the state in cooperation with uh, Governor Hochul and with uh, Papa Chulo Joe Biden. But he is also aided and abetted in this by Republicans, not just Democrats. We had uh, mentioned the the two traitors uh, to uh, the Rockaways, to Howard Beach, the Broad Channel, to Ozone Park in the form of Joanne Areola, the Republican, and Stacey Pfeiffer Amato, the Democrat. Two traditors, like Heckle and Jekyll, lying to their constituents and all the time knowing what was going on at City Hall in Albany. They can't lie about that. But maybe the worst traitor of all is a guy that appears, uh, Lou, has finally come back from his August vacations. He's notorious uh, for this. Uh, City Councilman Joe Borelli of the South Shore Staten Island. He went away all last year in August and all this year in August, and he was away. He was missing in action, like the mayor, you know, missing in action. So this past June, I came on Sid Rosenberg's show as I come every Monday through Friday at 7.05, and I used that precious time to break news. And I had bad news for the residents who lived around St. John's Villa Academy, which had closed in 2018. And the biggest Judas of all, who is uh, Jimmy Otto, was the borough president at that time. The uh, Catholic Archdiocese sold the school. It was an all-girls school. And the idea was eventually it would become a public school. Jimmy Otto said, yeah, it's going to be a public school. Well, now he's the buildings commissioner. And uh, Eric Adams has said that they've checked 3,000 locations, 3,000 locations. And I've got some breaking news. Get your pads and pens because it's going to break your heart. Two locations in the South Shore coming up, courtesy of Diane Savino, that other traitor, the former Democratic state senator, which gets very sloppy. She leaves her notes around. Diane, you really shouldn't leave your notes around. But I digress. 
Let's deal with uh, Joe Borelli because I told everybody out there who will be there tonight at 7 o'clock, I will join them to support the community to fight back. Workers are already converting St. Johnsville Academy for 300 illegal aliens, just as I had said in June. But instead of Joe Borelli saying, oh, Curtis, where'd you get this information? Share it with us. Let's work in solidarity. This is what he told Sid Rosenberg. I mean, this is a guy who's an ingrate. I mean, this is someone who up until I got a tweet, an ingrate. It's a word I'm sure Curtis would actually uh, use it in one of his, you know, fancy lexicons he likes. So that's why I'm using it. And he went on. Curtis could actually solve this whole problem. If he just wades out into the water off Sandy Hook with his dopey outfit, he might be mistaken for a buoy, oh, uh, and, and the ship might come like the Costa Concordia and oh, run aground. Baba buoy. So instead of him uh, saying, hey, Curtis, let's sit down, let's look at this information, we could preemptively organize the community to fight back. Because now we know that Eric Adams has been working for months on these plans, and so has Kathy Hochul, if it was city property, state property, federal property. They admitted it the other day. And Eric Adams admitted that they have checked 3,000 locations with the help of the building's commissioner, the Utreditor number one, Jimmy Otto, who still lives in Staten Island, should knock on, on his door and say, hey, Jimmy, how many pieces of silver did they give you for this since you work for Eric Adams now? And so City Councilman Joe Borelli disputed what he called false claims about what Curtis said would become of St. John's Villa Academy. It was in the Staten Island advance. Check it out, June 14th. He said the migrant crisis is bad enough without this village idiot making up nonsense. Unfortunately, I've learned the hard way that people shouldn't take this proven serial liar seriously. He then went on to say in private conversations, members of the Adams administration have actually told us that under no circumstance will there ever be illegal aliens placed within St. John's Villa Academy. So he decided to side with Eric Adams and Jimmy Otto, the traitor, and Diane Savino, the traitor, as did Councilman David Carr, who I worked hard to get elected, who was the subject of homophobic attacks that I went out there and defended him on, and I busted my shoes for him. But I see he's the protege of Jimmy Otto. Matteo took over for Otto, and now David Carr is the councilman in the same seat that Jimmy Otto was. So that was his mentor. That was his tutor. This shocked me the most. David Carr said about me, despite persistent, unsubstantiated rumors to the contrary, the Adams administration has confirmed with me there are no plans to use the former St. Villa Academy, St. John's Villa Academy, as a shelter for migrants. David Carr, you should take a big pen and stab yourself because they screwed you. They lied to you like they always do. What made you believe them and not me? 
I was side by side with you when they were attacking you. Homophobic remarks. I stood up to them. I went before the log cabin Republicans. I said, we got to go out there. We got to help David Carr. They helped elect you. My friend, Sal Albanese, for years was a Democratic candidate. I chose you over him. And you stabbed me in the back. Along with Joe Borelli. And guess what? The illegal aliens are preparing to be brought in. But I have some really bad news. Breaking news, please. Breaking news. Breaking news. WABC. The other traitor out in Staten Island is Diane Savino. One time she was a state senator representing the North Shore of Staten Island and parts of Brooklyn. She then gave up that seat to become the senior advisor to Mayor Adams of New York City at a whopping $250,000 a year. She has sold out the residents of Staten Island. The mayor has said everything is on the table. Federal lands, they've gotten permission from the Biden administration. State lands, they've gotten permission from Governor Hochul. And obviously city lands. I'm the bearer of bad news. If you don't like the sound of the message, please, out there, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you what I've learned because of the sloppy handling of information by Diane Savino. Area code 0312. City of New York's Wolf Pond Park is on the hit list to receive a tent for migrants right off of Chester Avenue and Cornelia Avenue. The entrance is Highland Boulevard. I'm going to repeat that. The city of New York's Wolf Pond Park. I'm reading from the paperwork. Zip code 10312. Off of Highland Boulevard, entrances Cornelia Avenue, Chester Avenue. It is on the hit list to receive illegal aliens in a tent. Got to organize now out there in the South Shore. You're not going to be held exam. Hey, Frank Morano, you mama Luke, that's right in your backyard. And then the worst of Udiscratianis, the National Park, Great Kills. I've been there many times. That's right, Great Kills. Zip code 10306, entrance off Highland Boulevard. You take Buffalo Street, go right past the Ranger Station, the public restroom. Huge parking lot there, right near the water. Scheduled on the hit list of Eric Adams, who said 3,000 locations have been checked out. This courtesy of your Tokyo Rose, Diane Savino. So when I show up tonight at 7 o'clock, hey, you want to curse me out for being the bearer of bad news? Don't shoot the messenger because you don't like the sound of the message your elected officials, for the most part, in Staten Island, guys named Joe Borelli and David Carr, have forsaken you. Talking about this is the Riffin' Read, featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Then I'm moving out The massive exodus out of New York City, New York, New Jersey, Eastern Connecticut, Connecticut continues. 
alone out of New York, $1 trillion in equity and wealth, along with the many New Yorkers who have had it. And supporting illegal aliens against citizens, that's it. That's the straw that's broken the camel's back, even for African-Americans. But uh, before we do anything, Lou, uh, let's go to our TikTok star, the African-American who couldn't be with us yesterday at Floyd Bennett Field, but he sent in his TikTok support for all of us. I'm hoping to get him to Gracie Mansion 2 o'clock on Sunday for Occupy City Hall. It will be my 80th uh, act of civil disobedience. I will be arrested. The mayor had said he would take illegal aliens into Gracie Mansion, and then, like everything else, he reneged, do as I say, not as I do. But listen to this brother who put it all into perspective of how Eric Adams has screwed the very black people who elected him mayor. I ain't going to lie. New York City, we should have voted for... Curtis Sliwa, real because we got homeless here in New York City, sleeping on park benches. We got the opioid epidemic out here. You know what I'm saying? We got gang violence, black-on-black crime going crazy in the city. Ain't got no job opportunities, no factories here in America helping people build. None of that right? Like, so, you mean to tell me we got a black man, right, that's fighting for people's rights, other people's rights, who ain't even from this country, and we over here starving and dying in the streets over here. Something wrong with that. Then, then I guess them crackers done put pressure on his ass. Because now, he talking that, oh, you got, we don't have enough room and 60 days in the shelter. Man, Adams, wasn't you the one saying that we got to help? It's American to help everybody? When America don't even help Americans. Damn right, brother. I hope you get arrested with me side by side as we occupy Gracie Mansion on Sunday. And guess who's going to the Hamptons as his jet touches down on the tarmac after partying in Tel Aviv? Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Fundraising from white people so he could be reelected because he thinks all you crackers are stupid. I'll see you all tonight, 7 o'clock outside of St. John's Villa Academy. In Staten Island.